Hello, thank you for joining us today. We invite you to connect with us on all our social media outlets. Now, let's go to the message. When called to go to a place he would later receive as an inheritance, obeyed, somebody say obeyed, and went, and even though he did not know where he was going, by faith he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise, for he was looking forward to the city with foundation, whose architect and builder is God. Somebody say, I'm going somewhere. Turn to your neighbor and tell him my faith is strong, but it's getting stronger. Turn to somebody else and tell him I'm fortifying my faith. Turn to somebody else and tell him I'm increasing my faith. Tell him I'm stronger than I've ever been, but I'm not as strong as I'll ever be. Those are good declarations. You may be seated in the house of God tonight. Last session when we read Hebrews 11, we mentioned that it talks about Abraham's faith, talks about obedience, talks about his trust, but it never mentions his doubt, his fear, his deception, his impatience. And I've come to encourage somebody that maybe your liabilities have been staring you in the face a lot lately. But I'm here to tell you that your faith can undo a lot of that. That your faith in Jesus can overcome, override, and trump any liability that you may have. Remember, Abraham did not start out as a stalwart of faith. But he completes his life in the hall of faith, Hebrews 11. And he spent his life building a platform and a foundation of faith for every believer that would come along after him to stand on and believe in faith for a bigger and better way of life through Christ. We start our faith journey and we start our faith process with what Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty two, which Mario quoted during offering, when Jesus said, have faith in God. Four words that we look past because they seem so simple, but I want to encourage you, sometimes it's the most simple revelations that will change your life. But I have found it to be true, church, that a lot of times the most simple things are the most difficult to put into practice. Having faith in God during worship may become easy to you. Having faith on the mountaintop may come easy to you. But when you are in the middle of war for somebody to just come along and say, have faith in God, sometimes you're expecting a little more. Have you ever come to a church service, maybe a living way, where you're like, God, I need you to speak a life-altering word for me, for my family, for what I'm going through, and, and what God gives you is so simple, and sometimes we leave disappointed. It's like the prophet in the Old Testament that had leprosy. When they told him to go wash in the river, he wasn't thrilled with the river that they had chosen. He wanted something grand. He wanted something big. But can I tell you that maybe the biggest step of your life tonight is to say no to the devil and say, I have faith in God. That the God that called me out is the God that's going to take me the rest of the way. The God that saved me is the God that's going to heal me. The God that redeemed me is going to be the one that delivers me. Have faith in God. Verse 24 of Mark 11, Jesus says, therefore I say unto you, whatever you desire when you pray, 
believe, you will receive them and you shall have them. Jesus declares that faith is the foundation of prayer. Dare I say, don't even pray unless it's a prayer of faith. Unless you're coming from the foundation of faith, it is just words. But thanks be to God who has given us his word that when we stand on his word and declare in faith and pray in faith, the God of the universe not only hears your cry, but he answers your cry. Mark eleven twenty five. 25, Jesus says, and when you stand and pray, forgive. We find out that faith is the foundation for forgiveness. I know a lot of times faith preachers, they're just talking about whatever you say is going to come to pass. But I want to say not just what you say, whatever you pray is going to come to pass when it is spoken in faith. But if you are really going to be a person of faith, you're going to have to learn to forgive. We left off right there last session, but I, I, I always like to tie this in with forgiveness. Just because you forgive somebody does not mean that you give them access back into your life. Forgiveness does not mean access. They injured you. They wounded you. But listen, you can let them go. You can forgive them. You can even pray that God bless them. But that doesn't mean that you've got to entertain them in your house. That doesn't mean that you've got to be BFFs with them again. But you can forgive them without giving them access. But if we are going to be people of faith, we have to believe or we have to forgive because you cannot believe in a God that you've never seen that he has forgiven you if you can't forgive a brother who you see every day, who is made in the image of God, who is used as the, as the adversary's weapon against you. You can't say you have faith unless you can stand in 2023 and say, I didn't like what you did, but I forgive you. And I'm not going to drag the way I feel into the next month. I'm not going to try to get into a new season feeling like I feel. Have faith in God is what Jesus said. So where does faith begin? Romans chapter 12 verse 1. I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Somebody say sacrifice. I don't like to sacrifice. Got quiet. I don't know anyone that says oh I get to sacrifice today. Because in the Old Testament, sacrifice meant something had to die. Denying self or causing flesh to die is not fun. But this is what the Bible says. The Bible says that if we are going to do what God has called us to do, and if we are going to operate in faith, we must present our bodies a living sacrifice. It's not enjoyable, but all oh, it is mandatory if you are going to step into what God has for you and your next. If you are going to be a person of faith, we have to get very good at when God says, let that thing go. We let that thing go because it is a sacrifice. That you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. The word declares that faith is the foundation of sacrifice. Listen to this, church. People who refuse to sacrifice will always struggle with their faith. Because when you make a sacrifice, at least personally, every time I've made a sacrifice, Sister Jennifer, it's never for now. It's always for the future. 
I sacrifice. Some of you are sacrificing vacations so that your children have college funds. That's commendable. Some of you have sacrificed uh, things where you're at in 2023 so that you can have a better 2024. That is commendable. But can I encourage you when it comes to your walk with God that anything that God calls you to lay down on the altar, if I can encourage you to let that thing go and let the fire of God burn that thing up because your sacrifice, when the fire hits it, it goes to heaven as a sweet aroma to God. And God looks down on every sacrificial believer and says, there is a person that has enough faith to let something go even though it hurts in in June so that they can step into a July or they can step into a 2024 and receive the promise because of what they've sacrificed. We're not going to get to Abraham tonight, but Abraham sacrificed his entire way of life to leave his family, his kindred, and his home to go somewhere that he had never heard of before. God, where are you taking me? doesn't matter where I'm taking you. I just need you to sacrifice. Sacrifice today, and I promise you, your tomorrow will be great. Sacrifice today, and you will become the father of many nations. Sacrifice today, and you will see the blessing and the covenant and the favor. Sacrifice. Remember, sacrifice today, and your children's children's children will be blessed. I just need you to let go of it today. Can I encourage you? Sometimes sacrifice is not a love offering. Sometimes sacrifice is letting a relationship go that is not good for you, but it still hurts you. Sometimes sacrifice is giving God something that you don't want to let go of. But Abraham, can I encourage you, let go of it tonight because God has something for you tomorrow that hinges on your sacrifice now. Now. Now we let go. People refuse to sacrifice And it causes their faith to always be up and down and for there to be a struggle because you will always sacrifice in the now, but rarely do you see the purpose of that sacrifice in the now or the blessing of that sacrifice in the now. Your blessing and the favor and the promise of your sacrifice always comes later. But faith says, I'll deal, I'll do the sacrifice now so that I can receive the covenant later. Verse 2 And be not conformed to this world. And be not conformed to this world. No matter what Washington says, be not conformed to this world. No matter what becomes the prevalent thought from the entertainment industry, in industry, do not conform to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Can I encourage you that every one of us that came to Jesus, we remember what it was like to always try to be fitting in and conforming to the world. But thanks be to God when we said yes to Jesus, transformation took over confirmation, and it was no longer manipulating our lives to fit into a broken system in the world or in culture, but now it's God. I am fixing and making my life to fit into your word. Not conform, but transform. Say, what does that have to do with faith? We're we're getting there. By the renewing of your mind. Somebody say, my mind. Can I encourage you every day this week, here's your homework. You ought to lay hands on yourself. Self, I'm going to have God thoughts. 
Self, I'm not going to be anxious. I'm going to pray about everything and be anxious for nothing. Worry, you don't have a place here. I am a worshiper, and I can't be a worrier and a worshiper at the same time. Self, you're not going to have those lust thoughts anymore. Self, you're not going to have those damning thoughts anymore. Self, you're not going to be afraid. You're not going to be fearful. You're going to be full of faith. By the renewing of our mind that you may prove three things, that which is good. 20 or 30 years ago, 40 years ago, 50 years ago, 100 years ago, it was a lot easier to find what was good. Or it was a lot harder to find what was good. Now it's a lot easier. You look at the world, and then you look at how the church is supposed to be, it's very easy to find what is good What is acceptable and perfect will of God? The word declares that faith is the foundation of transformation. If you want to be transformed, it's going to take faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things what? Not seen. When you get the day you get saved, you are now now washed in the blood of Jesus You are now forgiven. You are now as clean as Adam and Eve were in the garden before they sinned. But I am here to tell you, sometimes your flesh doesn't look like what God is calling it to be. So if I'm going to go from conformed to transformed, I'm going to have to say, God, you see something that I don't see. But I'm going to have faith that eventually I am going to see, praise God, what you see in me. Sometimes God talks to us about us, and it doesn't even sound like it's for us because he is talking about the transformed us, not the conformed us. That's why he says deep calls deep because the conformed will never understand the transformed. And I am here to tell you that you are transformed by the renewing of your mind to prove the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. The flesh conforms, the faith transforms. So how do we get faith? Teaching this tonight, teaching this the next few weeks, because everybody in here needs their muscle of faith to grow. Faith, Romans 10, verse 17, cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. If faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God, faith doesn't just come because your ears work. Faith comes when you dial in and focus on what you're listening to. Who you're listening to. Faith does not come by hearing CNN or Fox News. Faith does not come by hearing what your friends think you should do about the situation unless your friends are full of the Holy Ghost, the Word of God, and are giving you godly counsel. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. If my faith is built by hearing the Word of God, then my flesh is built by hearing the Word of the world. That means I've got to spend just as much time, if not more, talking to God and listening to God than I am binging now. Netflix. That means I've got to talk to God just as much as any podcast that I'm listening to. I don't care what you're listening to all day long, but if there is more of the world coming into your life, you are building your flesh. It is what is robbing our teenagers because they're not listening to worship all day. They're not in their word all day. They're around faithless peers. They're around people that don't know God, therefore don't follow 
follow God. They don't know what a worshiper is, so they don't worship. They don't know what prayer is, so they don't pray. So our children every day, my, my, my personal choice, Mandy's in my personal choice, eight years ago was to take both of our kids out of school. Not because they weren't doing a great job, which they weren't, but that's not why. I was sitting there one day, Brother David, and it dawned on me. My kids are around their teachers more than they're around me. My kids are around all of those little losers more than they're around VBS, Sunday school, youth group. They're around all of this and guess what? They're hearing things. You know why I know they're hearing things? Because my son would come home and he would say words that I know his grandpa doesn't use. At least this grandpa. I, Ron's next door. We'll talk about Ron. He's next door. I know words that I don't use. Miss Sassy Pants Jaden was acting like Mandy don't act because she was hearing things that caused them to say something different, that caused them to feel something different, that caused them to act a different way. If faith comes by hearing church, we've got to start hearing the right things. And three hours in church is not enough. You've got to say, God, I'm going to give you 30 minutes this morning on the way to work. Speak something into my life that's not going to change my day. I want it to change everything. Hearing, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Faith comes from hearing the word of God. Your faith in God, remember he said, to prove what is good, acceptable, and perfect, your faith in God will illuminate the good. It's been a while since I've said this. Everything that is good is not God. Something good could break your focus on God. But everything of God is good. So let me first judge it. Is it God? Then it's good. I can't say, well, it's good. It must be God. Can I encourage you today? That's why I believe it's a lie from the pit of hell when people say, this, this cancer that God gave me, God does not give cancer because cancer is bad and God is a good God. And if God is good, then everything he gives is good. Your faith will illuminate the good in life. Your faith in God will illuminate what God finds acceptable. This is, and I don't want to break off into this because we are not that church, but this is why so many denominations are dying and dwindling by the, by the thousands. What were once great denominations of tens and hundreds and perhaps millions of people are the smallest they've ever been because denominations are trying to tell people what is acceptable of God, that it's not found in God's word. If God said it, then I'll say it. If God declares it, then I'll declare it. If it doesn't say it in the word of God, then you and I are going to have to work out our own salvation in fear and trembling. I don't care what's accepted in Hollywood. I don't care what's accepted in the church down the street. I want to know what does God accept and faith will illuminate what is acceptable to God. Well, pastor, what do you think about this? Doesn't matter what I think. If you're asking me what the word says, I can take you there. You don't, it doesn't matter what I think. 
My thoughts are not worth anything. My opinion is not worth anything. Can I tell you, in 41 years, my opinion has been wrong more times than I would like to admit. It was amazing. When I was 18, I knew everything there was to know about the world. At 41, I feel like I know the least I've ever known. But I'm I'm connected to a God that my faith illuminates what's acceptable. Let's piggyback on our Sunday series. The Spirit of God gives us discernment, Sister Chris. So when I step into a situation, is this of God? Is this acceptable? The Holy Ghost will literally quicken. The Holy Ghost will literally be grieved. When the Holy Ghost is grieved, I stop. I leave. When the Holy Ghost is quickened, I know I'm in the right place. I know that this is acceptable of God. I know that God has me where he needs me. Your faith in God will illuminate the perfect will of God. Church, simple statement, but there is nothing like living in the perfect will of God. It's better than that Lamborghini Mario talked about. It's better than a house in the dominion. It's better than a billion dollars. It's to go to sleep knowing I'm right where God wants me to be. I'm doing what God wants me to do. Doesn't mean I'm perfect. His will is perfect. And if I'm a person of faith, if you are a person of faith, we can find that place. Well, pastor, I've made mistakes. There is still a perfect will of God for you. And we at Living Way want to get you to that place. But it's going to take some sacrifice. It's going to take some faith. It's going to take some doing it when your flesh doesn't want to. It's going to take every Wednesday, every Sunday. But who are we kidding? It's going to take Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. If you are going to, if you want to be in the perfect will of God, it's available. But it's going to take everything you've got. It's going to take everything we have to be in the perfect will of God. Pastor, I just, I just don't feel like I'm there. Well, I'm glad that you feel that way. I'm glad that the Spirit is stirring you, that there's a better way to living. Man, I can't imagine living outside of Jesus Christ and his word. Everything that I know is founded on his word. So the word declares the faith, that faith is the foundation of the will of God. If faith is our foundation, and the very first point last week was faith changes our prayer, your pre-faith prayer, remember we're talking about the will of God, your pre-faith prayer might have sounded like this, God, if it's your will, Heal me. However, that's not what faith says. Faith will change your prayers to say, God, I know what your will is for my life. I know that your will is to heal me. I know that you are the great physician. I know, God, that by your stripes I have been made whole. And so I declare in faith when I pray, God, I am healed, I am healthy, I am whole. And let the power you unleashed on the cross by the stripes of your back be applied to my situation. See, when you know the will of God, I always, I, I always kind of laugh. When people say, well, I'm going to pray about tithing. You don't have to pray about the will. 
Well, I'm going to pray and see if God wants to heal me. You don't have to pray about his will. Well, I'm going to see if God wants to deliver me. You don't have to pray about These are things that you should know are God's will. And when you are in the perfect will of God, when you know the will of God, it changes your life. But faith takes us and gives us the foundation for the will of God. To pray the will of God, church, we must know the will of God. There's some great, great, great prayer intercessors in this room. I'm thinking Sister Tammy Green sitting here on the front row, Brother Michael Johnson, Mario. These people, I know I know they know how to pray. But can I encourage you that your prayers of faith are just as strong? You say, are they just as strong? They're just as strong, but you know the difference between people that have strong prayers and people that have prayers that really work is they know the word. You might have a lot of faith and not know the word. You might have authority and a lot of bass in your voice, but it's not working. Why? Because you have to know the will of God so that you can pray the will of God. You can't say, well, I believe your word says somewhere that, God, you're going to deliver me. You've got to be able to quote that word and not just recite it because you've memorized it, because you've, you've repeated it, so, but you've read it. You've understood it. You've meditated on that thing. And when you say it, you know what you're talking about. In closing, verse 3, this is what makes Romans 1, 12, 1 and 2 work as as we talk about it in faith. Because verses 1 and 2 don't mention faith. Verse 3 does. For I say through the grace given unto me, this is Paul, to every man. Somebody say every. You know what that means? Every. Any person that ever breathes a breath on this earth. To every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly. See, when I read that, and then it says, but to, but to think soberly, I think of people who are drunk on their own success, drunk on, on, their, on themselves, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man a measure of faith. Romans 12, 1 and 2, sacrifice, Romans 12, 1 and 2, transformation. Romans 12, 1 and 2, will of God, all of those things. But if you read it backwards and start in verse 3, there is no sacrifice, there is no transformation, there is no will of God outside a life of faith. The only reason I am who I am today is my faith in Jesus Christ and his finished work on Calvary. Without that, I am a nobody. I am nothing. I have nothing, and my future is nothing. But because of Jesus, I I am who he says I am. I have what he says I can have, and I've got a great future on this earth, but oh, I've got my name written down in a real place called heaven. My name, your name as a believer is written down in glory. And the reason we can sacrifice, the reason you're here every Every Wednesday night is faith. It's not tradition. The reason you can you can say I'm transformed and I'm not who I used to be, it is your faith in God that has made you look more like him. And the reason you can say I'm seeking his will or I'm standing in his will is because of your faith. Stand on your feet.